What's up, Ego Hackers? Welcome to the CS Joseph podcast. Uh, it's been a while uh, since uh, you saw me. Uh, mostly reason why is because I've been dealing with this, um, which is uh, some new sound equipment that we got uh, to improve the uh, sound quality of our production. And I'm also in a random uh, co-working space right now because I am traveling with the family and I have all of my children in uh, one place so that all of uh, the siblings can uh, play with each other. They don't often see each other. Uh, so, you know, for this Christmas, you know, part of my gift to them is to have them all play in one place and uh, further get to know each other and enjoy each other and just, you know, be part of the family. Uh, so, yeah, it's been, it's been really fantastic uh, to have that opportunity. So, anyway, today's episode uh, is an act like question, and the question is what makes ENTPs attractive to women, ENTP men, that is, and very uh, fascinating uh, question, uh, and uh, obviously there is like, you know, a cognitive function answer based on cognitive function axis pairs just off the bat. Uh, but there is ultimately a lot more to it, uh, a lot more to it, because the thing is, though, is that like a lot of people don't really intrinsically understand how ENTPs are approaching, uh, you know, relationships, especially when you look at the differences in terms of octogram, because octogram actually changes uh, what an ENTP is actually looking for, you know, from a relationship. And uh, like, so for example, in my case, I'm a UDUF ENTP variant. And UDUF, uh, so for example, unconscious development, unconscious focus, which means I'm closer to my INTJ side and my ESFP side, while not really uh, as close to my ISFJ side. So the ENTP and the ISFJ side of my mind are looking for satisfaction as their cognitive origin, whereas the INTJ and the ESFP side of my mind, uh, uh, sides, um, they're looking for reference, basically, also known as deep respect. And this kind of presents an issue because when you're looking at octogram compatibility amongst the types, you know, people can end up competing for each other's uh, cognitive origins, right? So in terms of what an ENTP is looking out, uh, looking for in a relationship, it's really just hyper-dependent actually on their octogram because for example like you would never want to place a um, SDSF octogram uh, INTJ with a UDUF uh, ENTP because they're both seeking reverence at the same time and this can lead to competition for that cognitive origin within the confines of the relationship. It's just wiser to put a UDUF INTJ to go along with uh, the UDUF uh, ENTP in the context of golden pair. Now, when it comes to natural pair, that's not exactly the case. It's kind of the opposite. And uh, John Bodine and myself, we've been working on helping everyone translate cognitive origins uh, to kind of uh, help people gain understanding. And, and the first layer of that understanding is something called soft locking, which is what we just talked about in the Cutting Edge podcast uh, for the members. Uh, so that's csjoseph.life forward slash members, become a journeyman member. And we have over two years of cutting edge content 
Uh, I mean, I we're probably getting closer to two and a half years at this point of the Cutting Edge podcast. There's just so many episodes. Sometimes they're like one to two hours. Uh, we do Q&A here and there. Uh, sometimes we don't. It just kind of depends on the particular topic because like certain topics are so out there. I don't really indulge much Q&A because I don't, like answering those questions would be kind of spoilery for like some of the stuff that we have coming out soon. Like for example, the masterclass. If you guys did get the Ego Hacking by Text Masterclass, which I hope you guys uh, did, um, or, or if you did get the course, that's great, but if you still want the Masterclass and you've already gotten the course, then uh, I recommend going to offers.csjoseph.life forward slash EBT hyphen Masterclass, and it'll take you right back to that sales page so you can guys get in on the uh, Masterclass. The reason why I bring it up is because of uh, origin access. Origin access is going to be insanely important to ego hacking, but it's also insanely important to understand for the sake of relationships. And if you want to have the absolute best relationship possible, regardless of your type, regardless of your octogram, and you want to optimize that for the sake of your relationship, then I, I, I really, really recommend uh, that you folks consider, you consider what that means, you consider what that looks like. And you really have to learn something that's going to be presented within uh, the masterclass. And you combine it with the soft locking lecture that we just did in Cutting Edge, uh, for the Cutting Edge podcast. Uh, so you combine soft locking with something in the masterclass that we're gonna be discussing known as the Rosetta Stone. And the Rosetta Stone is a really, really big deal, um, like a very big deal, um, because the Rosetta Stone probably is one of the greatest discoveries uh, since Octagrid, since the Type Grid itself. I am constantly staring at the Rosetta Stone and having constantly new epiphanies on a regular basis in terms of relationships, in terms of ego hacking, in terms of uh, compatibilities and camaraderies. It just, it, it really unlocks an entirely new fundamental understanding of cognitive functions and how they work. And we're gonna be presenting the Rosetta Stone as the core piece of what we're teaching in the masterclass. But in order for you to use the Rosetta Stone properly, you have to understand the process of soft locking. And that is available in that cutting edge episode that we just did for December, 2022. Uh, that way it's out there, people understand it, because I'm going to be heavily referencing that particular uh, lecture uh, within the masterclass itself. So anyway, all of this is relevant to this particular episode as well. The reason why is, is because you can actually leverage uh, all of these tools to make yourself as attractive as possible as an ENTP man. But let's, and you know, and in as much as I would, you know, and I'm gonna be presenting the basics of what that is for the sake of this act like question answer. Uh, the thing is though, is that if you have all the additional context of soft locking and cognitive origins and origin access as presented by the, what we're calling the Rosetta Stone, uh, these, these, uh, you utilize these tools, you can identify, on top of your octogram, you know, as an ENTP man, you can identify specifically what your exact strengths and weaknesses are and what you can basically offer uh, different women within the context of the eight uh, sexual compatibilities. Don't forget, folks, 
the eight sexual compatibilities are very important and all of you need to understand them. So the first one is known as the affection relationship and it is the relationship that solves a lack of joy in someone's life. That is what people, why people go to the affection relationship. It's also known as the golden pair, highest compatibility on paper. Then there is the companion relationship, which is also known as the pedagogue relationship, and it solves the problem of loneliness, right? So people who deal with loneliness a lot often end up favoring, um, favoring the, uh, the companion, also known as the pedagogue relationship. Yep, I'm in California for sure. Anyway, uh, and apparently they're just immediately across the street uh, with their uh, fire and rescue folks, so whoops that kind of sucks um anyway so be that as it may um there the next compatibility is known as the natural pair and this is the relationship that solves the problem of lack of acceptance it brings acceptance and then after that we have the intrigue relationship uh which solves the problem of boredom then we have the trust relationship or no excuse me the respect relationship which obviously solves lack of respect and the trust relationship which is solving the lack of trust then there's the challenge relationship and the challenge relationship is fascinating because it's the relationship that a lot of people opt for if they have an insane amount of sexual experience very high body counts and they're just trying to find something different basically uh, and uh, the challenge relationship constantly is renewable and always keeps people guessing and on their toes consistently. These are the people who like are gluttons for punishment basically. But it is the challenge relationship is all about challenge. And uh, it basically solves uh, the problem of a lack of challenge. People who see relationships as not being challenging at all or lost all the fun because they basically mastered all the others. And then finally, there is the kindred relationship. Uh, the kindred relationship basically solves the problem of a lack of kindness. And this is the relationship that's based on trauma bonding. Um, I was first introduced to the concept of trauma bonding by my ex, um, Andy, the INTJ. And it's one of the few things that I took from that relationship, which were, were, were really great. I actually learned uh, some some really cool things from her and she introduced that concept to me and, um, and it's been great. But yeah, that is basically what uh, a kindred relationship is. Uh, it's a relationship that's based upon shared pain. So having the knowledge of the eight sexual compatibilities and what you can offer as an ENTP man to these uh, relationships is insanely important on top of what you can offer from a cognitive origin perspective as well as uh, what you can offer um, uh, from a soft locking perspective and in terms of how soft locking actually works among the eight compatibilities it's just really really important that you as an entp man are aware of the system and aware of how cognition will directly impact each of your relationships now granted entp men you know sometimes like we're heart temple we're all about passion we just, we can't choose who we love. We just can't. Uh, it just kind of sort of happens to us. And uh, you know, most people think that ENTPs fall in love easily. I don't think that's true. I think it's more of ENTP love. It just isn't fake. And because it's not fake, it's a pretty easy decision. Okay, do I love this person or do I not love this person? Because ENTP men are feminine enough to realize that they're not really often into having casual sexual relationships or at least relationships that aren't deep because ENTPs are insanely deep and 
They'll never be satisfied because satisfaction is their cognitive origin and they're consuming satisfaction on a regular basis. ENTP men are just not satisfied uh, with cheap or shallow relationships. Just We just aren't. I mean, it might be fun here for a couple of weeks or whatever, uh, a fling every now and then. But the thing is, is that the ENTP will eventually inevitably try to turn the fling into a deep and meaningful relationship in the long run. It's just how ENTPs work by and large. And the reason why is because they're already so misunderstood. They're already so like, um, like they're this deep, hugely deep ocean who is willing to penetrate the abyss to try to find the, the, the buried treasure underneath the depths. Uh, or they are in a frozen wasteland and they are locked inside of an ice block. Who's going to bring the flamethrower to try to attempt to thaw the ENTP out? Who's going to want the ENTP enough to do that, right? So because of that, that requires a deep connection. And an ENTP eventually just in a casual sexual relationship, they just come off as cold, very cold as ice. Um, and if there isn't any depth to it, then they will remain cold basically. And, you know, oftentimes ENTP men are accused of being insanely cold, especially the UDUF ones. Um, the SDSF ones have the least difficult time dealing with that coldness, but at the end of the day, it's the UDUF ones who have it far worse, way worse, uh, because they don't care about satisfaction as much uh, you know, someone's got to be willing to revere them enough to actually penetrate all of the ice, not just some of the ice. And it's so interesting that some UD or some SDSF ENTPs can be content with, you know, some of the ice actually being, um, uh, you know, removed instead of all of it. So, and they're, they're willing to do, SDSF ENTPs are actually way more willing to participate in flings and casual sexual relationships or friends with benefits more so than uh, you know, UDUF ENTPs. This is one of the reasons why Andrew Tate, for example, has had as many relationship problems as he has. It's also the same thing for me, why I have had uh, many uh, relationship problems and as much as I have had successes as well, it's been, it's been really hit or miss and it's because UDUF ENTPs just really don't accept um, a lack of depth when it comes to their sexual relationships. And this is super important to know. But anyway, you know, to, to actually answer the question, it really just comes down to, you know, what makes an ENTP man the most attractive uh, to women? And it, it, a couple of things. First of all, what generally attracts women to men in general? And that is a man's ability to prove that he has the best judgment, basically. Men are all about decision-making. We are about judgment. And thus, we are more attractive to women because of judgment. Men are attracted to women because they have perception, very capable perceptive capabilities. And uh, perception is, is a really, really big deal. Uh, because perception, if a woman who has, you know, proof of perception is a beautiful woman. This is a woman who looks at herself in the mirror, who actually takes care of her hair, who actually does research on having a proper wardrobe, uh, a woman who makes sure that she has a proper uh, body fat percentage. Uh, that's also a really, really big deal. And, uh, you know, oftentimes, like, they don't... Uh, 
oftentimes women, especially in Western society, are so enabled or so conditioned to be career focused that they just allow that side of their femininity to just decay. And it's like really horrible and really gross. And then all of a sudden we have these obese women everywhere, especially in the United States of America, who also don't even know how to dress or take care of themselves or even know how to act feminine at all. And it's just a travesty. And it's insane travesty as well as a tragedy in of its own right like i it's, it's just horrible it's just horrible i'd, I'd rather i'd rather live in colombia honestly i'd rather spend my time there because like almost every woman you encounter is a minimum of a seven out of ten basically whereas in the united states like those those women are extremely rare you know and it's just it's just it's entirely ridiculous to me as to how that is the mature feminine has just been completely obliterated within the context of you know this culture so Oh, starting to warm up finally. Cool. So, um, so judgment, you know, a man who has proof of judgment. This is why, you know, women are assessed as art because the art, you know, you know, the, the artist's perceptive capabilities. This is why women are judged like art. And uh, it's very easy for a man to be attracted to a woman because it's easy to assess art because it's just there in your face. You just know it if you like it, right? Whereas women assessing men, understanding whether or not men have proper judgment, they're basically, you know, men are assessed like businesses, right? So it's all about how much judgment that they are offering, right? It's all about judgment and whether or not an ENTP male in this case has proper judgment. So the ENTP male has to do a lot of things. So, so the answer to the main question is, is that obviously, you know, the more effort an ENTP puts in, the more introverted sensing, the more life experience that ENTP has, the more attractive that ENTP is. The problem is, is that when it comes to introverted sensing, is that all introverted sensors can end up putting their effort in the wrong place. This usually doesn't happen to introverted sensing parent though. Introverted sensing parent usually ends up putting all their effort in the right place or they just put in no effort at all. That's kind of like the extremes that they oscillate in, which is amazing and I kind of wish I had that capability. It's one of the reasons why ESFJ men are so attractive to women and oftentimes ESFJ men basically have unlimited access to pussy at, at all times, even though they're technically one of the most feminine men out there. Uh, but as long as but as long as they're putting their effort in the right place, they're just consistently desirable, consistently uh, wanted, wanted, and and to that to that end. Uh, so I end up oftentimes envying them as long as they just you know as long as they just don't give up. I mean, oftentimes ESFJ men just have to just show up, and that's it. That's all it is, you know. And they just you know wag their expert intuition child around, and eventually, you know, a woman bites, and then it's like you know off to the races, you know. So. Whereas introverted sensing inferior, we oftentimes, we struggle the most out of all the introverted sensors uh, in terms of putting our effort into the right place. And it's especially bad with ENTPs because we're triple systematic. We don't have the advantage from uh, you know, the ENFP perspective because at least they have introverted feeling and that introverted feeling can like show them, okay, what's a valuable use of my time, et cetera, right? Whereas the ENTP doesn't know what a valuable use of their time is. So oftentimes the ENTPs, we waste our time. We waste our time on the wrong things. We put our effort into the wrong things. And that's a, that's a problem. That's a serious problem. And it's a problem that continues to just get worse and worse and worse and worse. So 
the ENTP then has to learn, uh, you know, the constant life struggle of trial and error. And everything the ENTP has got to figure out is like, okay, what should I actually be putting my time in, right? So I'll share a little bit of my journey so that you guys can understand like how I've done this uh, and how I've done it to, to be able to do that. But like, I realized that, you know, in order for me to put my effort in the right place is that I need to understand like, obviously I have the responsibility when it comes to women assessing me as a business that I need to make sure that I am, you know, accessible as a man who has good judgment, right? So I'm like, okay, well, what, what, is, what is proof of judgment as a man? How do I prove proper judgment as a man? The thing, and I realize I don't actually have to prove that to women. I actually have to prove that to fellow men, actually. Because uh, proving it to women is not really going to help you. Women just will eventually know if you have really good judgment, but it's really the men in your life that are going to sharpen you to help you put your judgment in the right place. And that is as iron sharpens iron, so does one man to another. So for me, I realized that like one of my bucket list items was to be capable at a martial arts. So I chose Krav Maga. It was one of the few really good styles that was available. And I started training that and really enjoying it. Uh, it's for battlefield combat. It's what the Israeli Defense Forces learn. And, uh, and I'm training very hard uh, to get that figured out. And I'm also uh, training at a gym that trains uh, you know, military as well as police. There's even a few police trainers, which are also very awesome to be a part of. And, uh, and, and they drill us and it's really hardcore. And, the most physically taxing thing I've ever done in my life, but I enjoy it. And the reason why is because, you know, the men in my circle, we just came to realize that there's a really good chance we're gonna be at war in the very near future. We need to make sure to increase our survivability. The US military is not equipped uh, to handle uh, battlefield combat, uh, you know, like from a martial arts perspective, we need to get trained. We need to get survival skills, you know, and especially like if we're all conscripts or drafted because the war is just that bad, uh, they're probably going to end up behaving like the Russians did in World War II, where they're just giving two guys, okay, you get the box of ammo and you get the rifle, go, you know, without any training or whatever, you know, and that's, gonna, that's, that's a really serious situation. So we don't want to find ourselves, you know, defending our country, you know, while, while being like completely naked on the battlefield. So we're investing in survival skills. We're investing in, uh, in combat skills, basically, uh, for martial arts as well as, um, which also helps us protect our family and also deal with street situations or even bad situations at the bar. Because I've personally been in plenty of bar fights in my time and uh, got into some serious trouble. Uh, uh, narrowly avoided some serious injury uh, in each of those cases but um, but yeah it's just wise to have that experience it's wise to have that knowledge basically you know and, and, and just like Andrew Tate said like you know hey you know if you can't pick up one of your guys like deadlift 200 pounds and then walk a mile with it then how do you expect to be able to save any of your friends on the battlefield you know what I'm saying so this is just an example of like judgment right so so I decide, okay, I'm gonna learn Krav Maga, and then that means I need to be lifting so I can actually be effective at uh, Krav Maga, and then that needs to be, I need to be eating right to support the lifting, so that means I measure all my food and count my calories and my macros and doing bulks and then doing cuts until, you know, get it down there. It's like, it's like when, you know, when women see, you know, six packs, it's not that they're attracted to a man visually in that regard, but all that six pack does is 
it's just concrete proof of proper judgment that a man is disciplined enough to be able to do to get the six pack because you can't fake it basically it's not fakeable right so and that's one of the re- one of the ways that women abs- uh you know assess men as businesses because it's not faked right it's not faked and it's it's super important you know that's that's why i highly encourage men to consider getting six packs because you can't fake it right just like you can't fake being effective at martial arts just like you can't fake uh being really good at shooting or survival skills you can't fake any of that right you can't fake entrepreneurship right so everyone in my you know male circle i help them all with their with their businesses with their careers i help them get more money constantly and i do that for them as well um you know like uh if i meet if i meet beautiful women uh everywhere i go which i do but uh cuz they're just everywhere you know like i have conversations with them they talk to me oftentimes i talk to them uh and then i collect their numbers and then i hand them out among my my crew uh, among my men because you know we have each other's backs in that regards and we also warn each other okay stay away from that girl she's dangerous you know or she's a, she's a suck she's a black hole get away from her you know that kind of a thing and we just work with each other we work together to help each other out you know and that, and that, and then we end up conveying an an insanely high level of respect and it's just like you know like for example women in my life you know there have been times in my life when i've had to like literally tell them like look you know you're going to treat them with the my my male friends with the utmost respect because the reality of the situation is is that they know that i would lay my life down for them and their women and they also and then by proxy uh conversely through the law of reciprocity they would lay down their lives for me and my women which basically means you so based on that what business do you actually have what business do you have uh disrespecting any of the men in my life you have no business right so it's actually like a huge litmus test that i would have for women in my life if if a woman in my life uh disrespects one of my male friends like that's a huge red flag and i might just remove her from my life entirely it just i it, it's 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 intolerable i mean okay yeah one failure one time with one warning and that's it but do it again it's just not going to happen because the reality of the situation is is that men are the disposable sex it is written there is no greater love than when a man gives up his life for his beloved and for the expectation for all of us to give up our lives, you know, for each other because we have that expectation as men, right? Because men are affiliated when they come together. That's what masculinity is all about. And our masculine idealism towards each other to have each other's backs and to protect each other and be there for their families and be there for their women. You know, like for example, an ISTP friend of mine, great dude, huge respect for the man, very powerful fellow, very intelligent, um he he has like he's getting closer and closer to having master mastery over the elements he is a fantastic fellow in terms of his survivability and what he's able to do and everything that he's able to build with his hands but he got laid off right and you know railgun she comes up to me who's and she's friends uh with his wife uh who is an ISTJ and railgun's like hey you know can we can we buy them diapers I mean it's, it's your money but like can we can we buy them diapers please cuz they don't have any money and I'm like yeah sure so went to Costco bought them this huge big ba- big uh big box of diapers or whatever and delivered it because that's what we do because you know the family you choose is more important than the family you inherit right these are these are your neighbors right these are the people that you're going to look to and they're going to look to you when all of society inevitably collapses and it will trust me it will you know and all those women out there who 
who are enjoying you know the so-called protection from society that protection is gone if there are you know all those women out there who are going to enjoy all the provisioning uh, that they get from having a job in society well with economic collapse they can't provide for themselves anymore that's gone too you know all those women out there who are enjoying uh, child support instead of actually child rearing out there well that's going to go away as well with the child with 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 the collapse of society and then as a result well there's not much really, there's not very much hope, uh, you know, for those women at that point because the women who chose to be masculine because society basically is providing all the beta traits to women in that, in that general, you know, in that general sense, they're going to end up being alone or they're going to have to change. I mean, that's just, that's just kind of the reality of the situation. So, but anyway, the point is, is that you have to prove, as an ENTP man, you have to prove proper judgment. And it's not that you're proving proper judgment to women. You will have proof of proper judgment already as a byproduct if you can prove proper judgment to your fellow man. It's all about your relationship with fellow man. And that, and those fellow men, if they challenge you, especially men who are a higher level than you, they will challenge you to be in the proper way of doing things, the proper behavior what you should actually be uh, um, what you should actually be spending your time and attention on basically you know and, and for me like Krav Maga is like probably the most highest priority in my life everything around my life is centered around my my training schedule basically although I, I am not training now I, I begin training again on the uh, on the second of the year basically but but uh, but the point is you know, everything in my life is structured around the success of, you know, me, you know, being in this martial art, being capable at it. And then ultimately, you know, everything's prioritized from there because at the end of the day, I need the proper skills, right? And it's all about having those skills and, you know, the men in my life being able to respect me or look to me, you know, as their neighbor, basically, and me being a capable man for them and their families, and as much as I would have that same expectation for all of them as well. And that's the thing, you know, men who join my crew, especially up where I live, and, you know, if they're not pulling their weight, if they're not, if they're not doing the time, if they're not improving themselves, you know, in terms of their health, in terms of their wealth, in terms of their relationships, in terms of their level of survivability, you know, eventually I'm just going to shy away from them because my time and intention comes at a premium. And, you know, it's, it's not really going to be going towards those men. It's going to be going towards the men who are actually willing to change and actually willing to go in that direction. So anyway, folks, the bottom line is, you know, obviously it's the ENTP who has the most life experience that is the most attractive uh, ENTP out there because of cognitive access, because introverted sensing inferior built up with life experience makes expert intuition hero more valuable more desirable the problem is the issue is is that entp men just don't realize that while that's great you have to make sure that your introverted sensing uh, inferior is focused on the right things that it is being challenged properly that you are growing and spending your effort on the proper things and the only way to do that is to surround yourself with men in your life that are better than you that can mentor you that can challenge you so that you can actually make those changes and those commitments and keep it moving forward. So anyway, folks, thanks for watching and I'll see you guys on the next episode.